Blog Talk Radio. What's up? It's Wednesday. It's late. How's it going from Bayoli, Pennsylvania? Now all the roommates in here, they're sleeping. And after watching two full hours of wrestling, flipping back and forth like a crazy moon, yet again, it was fucking fun. And yes, I added some falsetto in my voice because we all sat and watched the Houston Astros get their asses handed to them 12 to 2. Go Nats, for now, temporarily. Anyways, moving on back to professional wrestling, folks. So, NXT versus AEW. Let's just, you know, just grade accordingly because. As I split screens, I did watch NXT with Lady Lynn um, over the phone. And I also was flipping back and forth. She was flipping back and forth with AEW. And I must say, I think it was decent, you know, the fact that, okay, we'll get to this soon because <laughs> Bauer. Oh, yes. Balor turned heel, everybody. Let's, you know, start praising, you know, what's going on. So, Matt Riddle beat Cameron Grimes via pinfall. So, you know, Brizongo and Isaiah Scott beat the Forgotten Sons. Pinfall. Should I go into detail? Angel Garza beat Jack Gallagher, Dakota Kai, and Tegan Knox have now earned themselves an opportunity to face the current women's tag team champions, Asuka and Kyrie Sane, next week. The Kabuki Warriors will go head to head. So, the North American Championship, I got to say, it was quite the whirlwind, but you expect Roderick Strong to retain. North American Championship as he should. Oh, but see the thing. After the match was over, you know, Undisputed Era attacked 
Keith Lee. And all of a sudden you have run-ins. You have Tommaso Ciampa and then Johnny Gargano and then Finn Balor. Is the man working alone or is he working with Undisputed? Who knows? So I don't know what's going on. So so all I know is that Rhea Ripley beat uh, Bianca Belair in convincing fashion. Very good back and forth match. Um, the triple threat for the North American Championship I thought was pretty decent. Okay, now moving on to AEW Dynamite. I must say, man, my childhood keeps popping up every once in a while. And um, I just, you know, okay, so the inner circle can't escape Cody's family. All right, well, I'm not going to – I saw some of AEW Dynamite because I was flipping back and forth, like I said. So Kenny Omega beat Joey Janela when we get Englishville. Young Bucks beat Best Friends, and they challenge Santana and Ramirez, whatever. Britt Baker beat Jamie Hayter. Who cares? Moxley and Pac, they fought all the way to a time limit draw. Pac attacked Moxley with a chair, blah, blah, blah. So, no, AEW. Okay, so... Cody Rhodes was not afraid, you know, to mention WWE during AEW's Dynamite. That's not what I'm focused on. They went up the stairs. Cody grabs, you know, he wraps something around his hands. But that's not what I'm focused on. You see, it's me. It's me. It's DDP. Do you guys have any clue how interested I am now that Diamond Dallas Page is a part of AEW you might say, well, that's kind of foolish. You know, they've got MJF, they've got Jericho, they've got Cody Rhodes, Dustin Rhodes. I'm not denouncing the fact that they have talent. All I'm saying is that I'm happy to see Diamond Dallas Page. That dude was one of my favorite wrestlers of all time from WCW. Back during the Monday Night Wars. And now, you know, because... There's rumors circulating around that Randy Orton is a free agent. Now, see, that's an apex predator compared to a Houston Astro. I guess I'm sorry. Actually, no, I'm not. But to all the Yankee fans listening around the world, although it may have been a disappointment for us not to be in the World Series, and we got to give Houston credit. Garrett Cole... Apex Predators, huh? See, I'm going to tie this in. Apex Predators. There's only one Apex Predator, and that sure as hell ain't the Houston Astros and Randy Orton. There. A little bit of a marky, marky, marky moment, if you will. But there's a picture of Randy Orton inside an elevator, and he's covering up one side of the golden brass whatever side of the numbers, and it says Elite. And what's funny is Jericho says, throw in some video footage, you know, I'll just put in a good word for you. He was just being a funny smartass, and I thought that was pretty funny. But imagine if Randy Orton goes into AEW. Imagine how quickly the landscape would start to change, especially seeing as how Crown Jewel is coming up for WWE. 
on WWE Network. I'm not sure, folks, I want to see that on Halloween. I'd rather relax with my friends and um, call it a day. Because you might miss something on Crown Jewel that you didn't see. So, um, no, that's a lie. I probably, you know, I don't know if they do the unexpected overseas, but they have a clusterfuck of a tag match set up. By clusterfuck, I mean, there's way too many guys. What I would have done is what you constantly hear, but you're going to hear it anyways. What I would have done is I would have made it like war games. One ring for all those tag teams. Fuck that shit. Make it a gauntlet match. Uh, hell, make it a battle royal. Something. Uh, maybe not a battle royal, but give the match some fucking flavor to it because eh, Brock Lesnar versus Kane Velasquez. And you heard the crowd's reaction when he came in the ring against Shelton Benjamin. It was all cheers and holy shit, holy shit. But I digress. What if Randy Orton does go to AEW? And to tell you the truth, folks, look, Moxley I know I'm pretty much reading the majority of the shit that goes on, but you know what? Here's what I'm going to say. I, it's hard to focus on one thing or another. You know why? It's because whenever I read, I get distracted by some of your messages telling me that I should just focus on one or the other. No. It's kind of hard to, and both are on Wednesday nights. It's hot off the fucking press that, okay, now Diamond Dallas Page is a part of AEW. And here's the thing. I believe that AEW's reminding me of WCW how there's no sting, of course, I could be hitting the nail on the head that that might be where sting might be headed, but he's advertising two k twenty, which by the way is rated a four point two on the scale of games, and it's had glitches and there's some controversy with edge, you know, and the autographs I think if you got the deluxe edition. You were to get autographs from Rey Mysterio, Edge, and Kurt Angle. Some of the stuff wasn't an autograph, and some of my friends who have played the game 2K20 have said that um, there's some glitches, you know, Michael Cole announcing a wrestler that's not even involved in the match. From Chris, a friend of mine, Chris, plays the game all the time, and he said that that was part of the problem. But anyways, anyways, I digress. All that's missing from AEW is Sting. Don't know what role he would have, but it'd be pretty interesting. Um, okay, so what was the difference between NXT and AEW? Myron from Memphis, Tennessee wants to ask. Okay, so NXT 
seldom has any kind of promo going on. It's mainly just action and you can see some of Vince's influence with the six-man tag matches for fuck's sakes. At least it's a match, dude. I wouldn't complain. So if you're asking me what did I think if Vince had any influence, yes and no because the feuds still are consistent and also the stories make sense because Undisputed Era is supposed to be draped in gold, you know, for a total of I don't know how long or how many months, but you get the picture. Oh, AEW. It's amazing to me, and I'm going to point this the few subtleties out. When you mention the other company and you know that you have over a million people tuning in to see your show, it doesn't matter because he's kind of – Cody was telling the truth during a promo saying, I can break the fourth wall. I can actually come up these stairs and kick your ass. And then out comes his brother, out comes MJF, and out comes, well, DDP. That was pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to dog on it. I'm not going to be like, man, this shit was awful. There was a few nitpickings in AEW, like Britt Baker versus um, Jamie Hayter, whatever, dude. I don't think, like you say, Britt Baker obviously is talented enough to be in the spotlight, but it's like, hmm, I have question marks. Was someone, you know, that just doesn't, it just, I don't know. Britt Baker does not really appeal, if you will. It's like, I don't, you know, she might take to some people, and then, you know, now they have a, you know, a female referee because they realize Jessica Carr was a part of NXT. I don't think that, that was their MO. There have been plenty of female referees now refereeing in professional wrestling. Yali Sapphire is one that's a future referee in AEW or WWE. She's probably, I don't know if she's blushing, but, you know. There's plenty of female referees, what I'm getting at. So, yes, Aubrey, whatever, was the referee in that match with Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. And Jamie Hayter got attacked by Brandy Rhodes. Um, Matt Riddle versus Cameron Grimes after the match. You know, Cam, I'm just going back and forth, like I said. Like, I flip channels like a madman. So, that's why I'm kind of going back and forth. For all you crazy loons, including myself. So what I'm going to say next is probably going to be like, wow, I can't believe that he actually said that. Don't just believe, play believe. So what I can tell you is after flipping back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and we were also watching, you know, baseball game because my my roommates are like to be crazy, you know, after a long day of, you know, pretending to be tourists and just getting away for the middle of the weekend. Anyways, as I was saying, <laughs> I noticed some differences, which I might as well get to this. I might as well get the fucking shindig started because, you know, I do not own... No, 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 no. The following content is set for one, actually, a broadened audience. You can't say one fall. Um, Off the rails uncensored. 
is a trademarked and copyrighted podcast show. Any user likeness to the name Off the Rails Uncensored is punishable by law and will be a $45 fine. I do not own the rights to Mickey Cross's Glasgow Cross, WWE CFO 2019, all rights reserved, all rights reserved, World Wrestling Entertainment 2019 Incorporated. Jim Johnson, all rights reserved. Oh, and a few more things. Buckle up, fuckers, because you're about to get inside my head. Hopefully, you know, since it's near Halloween, you'll enjoy the curdling screams of a Glasgow Cross theme by Nikki Cross. Enjoy. Buckle up. Enter my own head. Enter at your own risk. Dig it. First of all, first and foremost, for those of you who tune into AEW and NXT, more power to you. Okay, so NXT is a straight-up match, and it lasts a little bit longer than AEW does. Smart on WWE's part or not smart? Also... After watching Moxley Pac, it was a damn good match, you know. Pac comes in hot, hits Moxley with a chair, you know, at the entrance ramp, and then the match goes on from there. So it's not like it's totally terrible, folks. Because Yeah, the T V time's still remaining and there's a paradigm shift. So Pac kicks out and then and then he hits the referee with a death rider, which, you know, for those of you who are not familiar, it's a double arm on the hook DDT. And it was a damn good one too. And uh, so at least they went off the air with physicality. Um the part where Cody says, uh, you and I come from a company where we couldn't break the fourth wall. Taking constant jabs at WWE, that's a fan's job, not a worker's, or is it? He didn't say which company he could be referring to. No, he is referring to WWE. Let's just call it like it is. Um, Cody, that is. You know, I'm not ignoring you, and I'm not. there's no invisible wall, you know, a company we used to come from. That's now three, actually, that's two weeks in a row where the E has been mentioned in a subtle jab. And yet, you know, um, the funny part is AEW, 
is a blend of three different companies. Old school WWE Attitude Era, TNA, before it went to shit, and WCW. All that's missing is Hogan and Sting. The only fortunate side effect, I guess, is that and Ric Flair, for that matter, too. Hogan is involved in this thing called Scream uh, Scream Jewel, Crown Jewel, and uh, it's kind of like Survivor Series. Team Hogan and then Team Flair. God forbid, you know. They're teams. Just you ask me what I could point out the subtle differences. One has matches, the other one lasts about like five, six minutes longer than the other. One's on USA, the other's on TNT. Um, some of you may say one knows how to utilize the talent, the other one doesn't know what the fuck to do, so they're desperate, they call Finn Balor. There's pretty much low blows going amongst fans, you know, because some feel the need to abandon ship and just join the trendy bandwagons of AEW. I, on the other hand, and others, enjoy the chaos and just watch them both. Those you say is better than NXT. The only dull parts, probably the six-man tag, and, um, well, Gallagher versus Garza. I don't even know why the 205 live belt still exists. Oh, wait. Because there's certain dudes that without that division just wouldn't be humanly possible. There's seven of them to survive. That is, that's what I'm getting at. Uh, an AEW, I don't know if they're going to come out with the lightweight championship. But I, I just have to say this. Longevity is my only question that has always been, you know, for AEW. And, you know, the fact is, The facts are like this. If you've ever tuned in to WCW, ECW, you knew that those companies were fucking different. You knew that they brought something to the table, and you knew that things would eventually turn around. Well, with AEW, it's more or less, you know, let's wait and see what kind of shindigs are we going to get into on November 9th. You know, the fact that they're just teasing the fuck out of Cody and Jericho. A match that, you know, people have been dying to see at full gear. You can download the app Bleacher. It's 50 bucks, so they accept debit, PayPal, any major credit card. And watch till your heart's content be a fucking critic. I don't care. But, but, 
you want me to discuss the differences that I see between AEW and WWE? Are we referring to main roster, NXT, former 205 Live, women's roster? You know, the women barely barely got involved last week. But they're getting involved in other, you know, facets, you know, bringing Kyrie Sane and Asuka to um, NXT next week to face Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai. And that's a fairly good um, representation, you know, giving NXT a chance to expand. So I think in that department, they've got AEW. Not Caddy Corner. I mean, they did give someone else an opportunity. I would love to see Jessica Havoc, the death machine, you know, in AEW. Should rip, she'd wipe the floor with Britt Baker. Just saying. Well, anyone could, but. I mean, did I say that out loud? I'm just saying. Britt Baker is a huge, phenomenal star, yada, blah, blah. I'm not going to read the ticker tape parade that doesn't exist for her. Also, how many women do they have in that division? And not any of them have been featured yet in the last four weeks of tapings for AEW. So there's a difference. WWE uses their women, and some say poorly. And AEW has Chaz. They have Nyla Rose. They have... Uh, Riho. They have a wider variety and more selection than AEW does. They're like, well, you're just looking for shit to find, you know, to be mean towards AEW. No, look, I give Cody credit because whenever you're talking on the mic, especially, they finally fixed the Skype problem. Thank, look, especially when you have. That many women and there's, you know, that women's championship belt around the waist, or lack thereof, of Riho. Riho was very talented in Japan, so that's probably why she made it in AEW. Britt Baker was a reject and cast off from NXT. They don't care about that. They, all they care about is results. So all i got to tell you is, there's got to be someone better to headline. And Britt Baker. You have Brandy Rhodes, you have Austin Kong, you have Jazz. Why Britt Baker will never know. I don't know and I don't fucking care. Okay. There must be something about her that's appealing. Maybe she's pretty, maybe she's a former student athlete. I don't fucking know. Don't kill the messengers all I'm saying. You want blonde honesty? Where in the fuck is the women's wrestling? You only need one or two matches. You have two hours to fill, and you fill it with the Young Bucks. Are we complaining? Mm-hmm. Also, NXT, I guess, you know, they're they're implementing the fact that NXT UK, actually, they're getting us used to it. NXT UK and NXT is all one. I'm waiting for the days when Imperium gets involved, you know, against Undisputed. I am waiting for the days... You know, do we see Walter versus Adam Cole? There's a lot of uh, things that fans have been wanting to see. And speaking of which, Monday Night Raw, so two nights ago, what you saw 
was kind of a flashback to what Monday Night Raw used to be, and that's pyro, people screaming, obscenities, Granny Hulkster getting out of her seat, having a damn good time. It wasn't a terrible bust, but, you know, I'm glad Ricochet beat, or not Ricochet, I'm glad Drew McIntyre beat the stuffing out of Ricochet. Why? Because he can't win them all, and he's only lost one other match, or actually a few. I lie. He's lost a few. But in order to gain, you know, the respect of the fans, some of us, you can't just do flippy, flippy shit and expect to pass and get a pass and be like, hey, you know, I did this really cool move. It's going to draw attention. He already does that. It gives a whole new meaning to the terms or the phrase one and only after that one video with his finger up his butt. But, you know, here's the deal. That was then, this is now, and this is forever. A little advertisement humor. Anyways. It comes, you know, it comes to my attention that some people are saying it's not a war. Maybe it's just two companies um, going head to head. I don't think so. And this is just a difference of opinion. Why is it, you know, a big deal? I'll tell you why. When you mention the rival company in a sentence during a promo, that's either ill-advised or it's been a long time coming. And the way, the reason why a lot of uh, fans are split now is because, have you seen the shit shows that sometimes are better known as Monday Night Raw? And by shit shows, I'm not just referring to the fact that the ratings were below three million viewers and also the fact that well you have all these celebrities coming in Kane Velasquez Tyson Fury and what do we have to show for it folks Tyson Fury was booed out of the fucking building you know when Braun Strowman asked him to come out and confront him on top of that you have other boxing you know, celebrities that are coming, well, UFC, Kane Velasquez, who came in and ground and pounded Shelton Benjamin because he was picking on Rey Mysterio. That is, to some of us, it's like, okay, so he got his comeuppance, whatever. And to others of us, it's like, what the fuck? We know you want to protect Rey, he's a legend, he's a multiple world heavyweight champion. He's got an extensive resume, and it looks damn good. We get it. Somebody better train homeboy before uh, Crown Jewel. Even if it's just drop down, leapfrog, duck my line, duck my line, drop kick, powder. Teach this. Teach Velasquez the basics, please, because... To me, it looked like he was in an octagon. He was, you know, taking charge of 
the situation between Shelton Benjamin and Rey Mysterio. That's Monday Night Raw. Now this look NXT. The matches are getting better, but they need to not just micromanage the bookings. But let me just point this out, shall I? When Hmm. Oh, sorry, lost track of thought, guys. Sorry, if I had role playback, I would, but I'm live on air. But they would not micromanage the whole fucking situation and let ego bygones be bygones and just let. There are people coming in that are celebrities just actually train. It would actually might make them feel better. Maybe he, Kane Velasquez should have some practice matches on some live shows and see how he can um, do, I guess. This is what happens, folks, when MMA athletes transition into WWE. Some succeed, Shayna Baszler, Marina Shafir, Jasmine Duke need a lot of work. A lot of work. Um, Ronda Rousey was another one that most people were like, well, I was like, no, look, if you cry about not being able to cook your husband breakfast and also look like shit, I mean, it looked not only in the match with Nia Jax, but the match with Alexa Bliss was absolutely terrible. Build the match, you build the match, you build the match, and then completely falls to the drizzling shits in that category. So what I'm trying to say is that they, instead of trying to micromanage their celebrities and say, well, we can give you whatever you want. No, make them train, please. Wrestler style, not boxing MMA. The only person that wowed the crowd was when Hunter and Rousey were in the ring together. And trust me, I've seen Rousey wrestle live. On multiple platforms. Once in Kansas City, she got her ass whooped by uh, Becky Lynch. And though I don't know, I've seen her versus Sasha Banks. I have seen her live versus Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax. Let me just be quick to point out. She hasn't learned anything in the last few months. She's been with WWE. Mm. Oh, list differences. Hmm. List differences between AEW and WWE. I think I'm doing that now, aren't I? One brings in celebrities, and one company, WWE, keeps champions the same until fans absolutely get driven batshit insane. Uh, AEW, innovative but all over the place, structure wise, production wise. Well, structure wise, they've gotten a little better because now you know. Cody Rhodes versus the Ayatollah of Rock and Roll, the leader of the inner circle, Chris Jericho. So there's that. So it's the inner circle versus whatever they call themselves. MJF, um, DDP, Dustin Rhodes, and Cody Rhodes. I think we've all established that 
Sometimes AEW likes taking verbal shots at WWE. They don't directly say the company, which is smart, because they could have easily said, you know, Chris, you and I come from a company that there's an invisible fourth wall, and I, all I have to do is I'm breaking that wall, and I could easily step outside these ropes, Cody said, and go up these stairs and kick your ass. It's still four on one. Is the differences I will. So, one has time limits on their matches. That's not a, it can be a hurt or a harm. It's not, you know, predominantly one or the other. But when you have a main event that spills over and you have a dude, Johnny or John Moxley, go crazy, absolute batshit insane on the referee, which I thought was awesome. You know, something, you know, win, lose, or draw, it's still a show, and now Zandy Good Guys left. So now Bailey and Finn Balor, Seth Rollins is kind of a mixed reaction now. Kind of like John Cena. Isn't that the irony in this? Burn it down and also boo. Bandwagoning fucks. That's just like certain people I know back home. I'm not a fan of the Cubs per se, but when they're involved in a World Series, I sure as hell will cheer the fuck out of them. This this pertains to some of the people I know back home in Kansas City that they have two teams. One, if one fails, like for example, Chiefs and Seahawks, or, you know, why am I getting into sports? Because wrestling fans, Daniel Bryan was correct. And he was saying, very fickle. You cheer me one week, you know, I'm the hero, I can do no wrong, but in a week's time you turn your backs on me and you begin to boo and berate me and excommunicate me, this, that, the other. It was great. It was fucking stroke of genius because no matter where you go, it's the same fans that chant, this is awesome in AEW, the ones that jump fucking shit from WWE all because the controversial Bret Hart Montreal screwjob-like finish at Hell in a Cell. Now, did Bray leave the company? No, he kind of made light of the situation and joked around about it on Twitter with a gif and said, I just work here. It was fucking genius because the company takes notice of that. Maybe eventually he'll win the championship, and if he wins it at Crown Jewel, oh fucking well. It's not going to happen stateside, folks. I can tell you that right now. They can build Bray Wyatt up to kingdom come. And they, the creative, will say, well, maybe he's not championship material fill in the blanks because, yeah. So one, you know, one faction may say, well, one company, I should say, is going to say, well, we give fans what they want and not what they don't want. And guess which one I'm uh, referring to. That's AEW. AEW, if you want me to list out the, you know, the title does read "Win, Lose, or Draw." It's still a show. So Moxley and Pac did go over the time limit for TV. They have a certain amount of time that they have to be on air. You wouldn't even know there's a time limit unless you tuned in and said there's a 20-minute time limit. I'm not going to start listing out all the differences, pros and cons, but I am going to point out what annoys me. Why why let the crowd know what the fucking time limit is? 
all of our attention spans are fucking ridiculously bad because we're addicted, you know, to our cell phones. We're typing in on Instagram. We're doing this on uh, Facebook. You know, we're taking pictures. You know, being fans. But time limits need to go. NXT needs to have a little bit of a break and, you know, promo as best they can. Good luck with that. Is what some of you may be telling me, but I'm just telling you. There's some subtle fucking differences that I've noticed between NXT and AEW. One was smart and went about five, six minutes on after the air. That doesn't really matter because even though AEW's viewership was down 28% again this week, they still are up in the polls, you know, having a million viewers on average when it goes head-to-head with NXT. Do you know why? Because they keep pulling names. Oh, dear Lord. You've got guys that are on that roster that may be used on dark matches, perhaps. Maybe there's more dark matches in AEW, but I'm going to just check right now because I want to see how many people are on AEW's roster. Chris Jericho, Cody Rhodes, Britt Baker, Adam Page, Kenny Omega. Okay. So, I'm going to look on the AllEliteWrestling.com website. Because I would like to see how many fucking people are on this roster. Champions. AEW World Champion, Chris Jericho, Riho, AEW Women's Champion. Men's roster, Adam Page, Angelico, Angelico. Brandon Cutler, Chris Jericho, Christopher Daniels, Chuck Taylor, Tima from New Japan, Cody Rhodes, obviously, Darby Allen, Dustin Rhodes, Evil Uno, Phoenix, Frankie Kazarian, Isaiah Cassidy, Jack Evans, Jake Hager, Jimmy Havoc, Joey Janela, John Moxley, I could go on and on and on, Jungle Boy, Kenny Omega, Kip Sabian, Luchasaurus, Marco Stun, Mark Quinn, Matt Jackson, Michael Nakazawa, Michael Nakazawa, MJF, Nick Jackson, Owen and the Partridge and a Pear Tree, Orange Cassidy, the list goes on, Ortiz, Pac, Pentagon Jr., Peter Avalon, Sammy Guevara, Santana, Scorpio Sky, Sean Spears, Sonny Kiss, Stu Grayson, holy fuck, this is a lot of people. Trent, Trent Beretta, that's not a lot of people, that's only 20. Ali, Awesome Kong, B. Priestley, Brandy Rhodes, Britt Baker, Emmy Sakura, Hakuro Shida, Leela Bates, Nyla Rose, Penelope Ford, Riho, Sadie Gibbs, the fuck? Yuka Sakazaki. Oh, broadcasting. Alex Emerhantes, Alex Marvez, Excalibur, Golden Boy, Jim Ross, Justin Roberts, Tony Schiavone, referees, Avi Edwards, uh, Bryce Rumsberg. These are former WWE people. Paul Turner, former WWE. Rick Knox, coaches, Billy Gunn, Jerry Lynn. Honestly, 
you want my assessment on AEW. So those are those people listed. I'm pretty sure they have more because Killian Murphy, Sonny Kiss, Sammy, Sammy Guevara was mentioned, of course, Santana. There's more. Trust me. And they say, well, that's better compared to... I don't fucking... Look, anyone that says that's better compared to, you all forget. They're like, well, I don't want to be bored with the same disenchanted storylines that don't make sense to me. And that's fine. After watching AEW for the last four weeks, you know what people start to notice? It resembles WCW Nitro. And this is just my opinion. The only fucking elements missing, Sting, Hogan, Nash, Hall, Flair, if Piper was still around, Piper, Savage was still around, Savage. Yeah, WCW was not as chaotic. Are you fucking kidding me? Same ring style, different logo, different people. Same style of pyro. But my question is, why does Cody Rhodes have this, like, dark, mysterious entrance? Is it, you know, like a comic book hero type thing? Is it more like Tony Stark, you know, coming from the ground, making an entrance, wearing a suit? Don't know. But what I, you know, I have a lot of questions, man. Like, why is it not a dark gimmick? And I'm always going to think the one man that's still in WWE, by the grace of God, you know, has had two hip surgeries, The Undertaker. Cody Rhodes, is he a dark enough gimmick? Does it fucking matter? Is it for dramatic effect? There's a lot of fucking questions that I have. I like some of it. But to me, it's just, <laughs> I don't, every time the Young Bucks wrestle someone like the best friend, I mean, I think what I'm getting at here is some of it is no psychology whatsoever in the matches. Am I pro-WWE? No. The match between Pac and Moxley. Awesome. Fucking awesome. Even though I end up in a draw, you know, I, <laughs> that's where time limits will bite you in the ass. This match has a 17-minute time limit. Well, if you go over hmm, by a minute or two, now you're costing TNT. You're costing yourself money. Is it a good show? Yeah. Because it gets, you know, ratings and it gets an audience. I mean, look, the arena that they sold out in Pittsburgh was sold the fuck out. And there's no fucking issue with that. However, you know, if you take a gander at what AEW's done so far, thus far in ratings, you'd be like, well, they beat WWE. It's like, nobody really beat anybody because guess what? You're still bashing them and giving them credibility in that regard. Plus, okay, WWE ratings versus AEW. Okay, Raw becomes first. WWE or AEWC week-to-week viewership increase in October 19. So, guess what, folks? Monday marked the 21st day of what history may remember as the most important and landscape-changing month in pro wrestling history. 
Monday was also bittersweet in that it ended up in a three-week streak of declining viewership across all television from WWE and AEW. So see, we're all on this ship together. October 2018, for better or worse, will forever go down as the first month of a national pro wrestling scene that boasted two billionaire act promotions, something many wrestling fans and analysts assume they may never see in their lifetime. Okay, let me just go in here. In fact, of the 11 WWE and AEW flagship shows that have aired through October 21st headed into Raw, none of them saw week-to-week increases. That daunting pattern finally changed Tuesday after noon when Raw's viewership number increased, albeit a moderate bump of 2.76% with 2.342 million viewers on Monday night. Though AEW held strong at just over 1 million viewers in each of its last two weeks, the low ceiling for pro wrestling viewership despite the onset of competition that has widely and unfairly been compared to widely popular Monday Night Wars suggests anything but a similar pro wrestling boom period. WWE Raw benefited from having no competition from Major League Baseball postseason and a non-competitive Monday Night Football game as New England Patriots continued to feast on a case schedule with a 33 nothing, So there's a 3% increase and there's a 10-21. Let's see here. AEW Dynamite. Okay. For those of you wanting to know, there is 28% decrease and a 0.3% decrease. AEW and NXT will not be so lucky with the stiff head-to-head competition from Game 2 of the MLB World Series between the Washington Nationals and the Houston fucking Astros. The Fox broadcast figures to eat into viewership for AEW Dynamite and WWE NXT, which are each likely to fall under 1 million viewers in the same week for the first time since the start of Wednesday Night Wars. With the return of NBA further co-opting the busiest time of the year for major sports, Okay, blah, 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 blah. So see, you, the subtle differences. Well, you know, there's intrigue in both AEW now that DDP is returned, and I've repeated myself like a fucking broken record because he's one of the coolest dudes I've ever met in my life. And he's one of the nicest dudes, if you will, to ever grace WCW, WWE, and AEW ring. I mean, that's that's huge to have Diamond Dallas Page a part of a company. Um, also, you know, with the decrease in viewership on both ends, now I wouldn't say they're even, but I would say, you know, it's an even playing field because there are certain things that most wrestling companies will not point out because why they're focused on, you know, kicking ass and taking names and being – a hell of a fucking company, all right? So, WWE, I must say, you know, there's a lot of shit that is factoring into decline of viewership. Uh, some people still bitch about this moment, but how must we build up a story between Bray Wyatt and Seth Rollins or The Fiend and Seth Rollins? Oh, my bad. I, I've lost track. And how many times I've gotten complaints through my Instagram, and I have no fucking affiliation 
whatsoever. You know, it's WWE, and I say this as nicely as I nice possibly can say it as I search for a good snack to chomp on. There it is. What I'm going to say next may hurt some people's feelings. No, it won't. What I'm going to say next is going to be just fairly obvious what people see. They're both competing, vying for our attention. You know, it's like the dude that pines for a really pretty girl, and every time the girl rejects him, or sometimes they go after the dude who's pining. Do you know why? It's all about effort, man. You just got to put the effort into courting or whatever floats your fancy. Your effort goes into being polite, being cordial, and not being complete douche, you know. Because otherwise, fans wouldn't tune into wrestling, period. Some of you don't. Some of you do. Some of you watch that boring thing called the World Series. And uh, Anyways, I've noticed that there's, while there is consistency, you know, there's some inconsistency. Inconsistency. Um, JR basically was cited on an article saying, I've told some guys your offense should be more than flippy flippy shit. And he might be referring to majority of, or actually not majority of, some of AEW's roster. When you see consistent suicide dies in NXT, wouldn't you want to differ from your competition and do something different? Instead of, you know, the fun stuff to make the crowd go, woo-ah. Sometimes you got to have boring technical matches, you know, ones that will make you snooze. Some of the boring technical shit is intriguing to some fans. It's all about flavor of ice cream, right? You like this, I like that. I like Vanilla ice cream with caramel and fudge. You like vanilla ice cream with sprinkles, caramel and fudge, and whipped cream and cherry and banana on top, so it's banana fucking float or an ice cream sundae. Catch my drift, man. AEW is majority of what everyone is flocking to because it's brand new. It's a brand new shiny piece of jewelry. People are just like, man, I can't get enough. And then you have AEW or NXT, you know, and they've got good matches too, man. They've got great performance. Now, there was a break, you know, there was a promo my bad Pete Dunn talked about how the low blow didn't justify, it was not justifiable, it wasn't right. So I like how both sides are trying to appeal to the certain type of fan's nature. And to close things out, folks, um, if you want to join a world-famous wrestling school, there are plenty. But right here in the States, in Paulsburg, New Jersey, go to the world-famous Monster Factory. How can, I, you know, how can one find oneself on the path to greatness? Look, Matt Riddle, you know, Damian Priest, uh, Steve Cutler. Just to name a few that came, oh, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, Sonny, um, uh, 
let's see here. King Kong Bundy, Godfather, Mosh and Thrasher, Chris Candido, Seamus. The list goes on. So if you want more information, go to monsterfactory.org. That is www.monsterfactory.org. Invest in yourself and making your dreams of becoming a professional wrestler come true. More information, the phone number is listed on the website. Do not email the office. Just, you know, invest in yourself. Make your dreams come true. Start, you know, it starts with you investing in yourself to becoming the professional you want to become and admired for. Go to Monster Factory. Buy the t-shirts on Pro Wrestling Tees. If Danny has a camp, Danny Cage is an awesome, awesome dude. Make sure that you contact him straight away if you want to do one of the super camps. I've been there twice. An amazing place, ladies and gentlemen. It's a it's a hallowed ground for professional wrestling. So, well, on that note, folks, I gotta go to bed. I have a long hour ass drive. It's two hours plus, which in the East Coast feels like four. Anyways, I got to go to sleep. So, if you didn't like what good old Brian Rails had to say, then I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. Personality, the ghost of personality, the ghost of personality.